0: being a better man episode 16 this is all about resolution resolve you have just
1: entered a world governed by personal accountability, where being a man is not an excuse for bad behavior, where complaints are not allowed, whining is forbidden, and excuses do not exist. Join us as we focus on the actual character of men rather than merely the trappings of manhood, where we discuss getting the best out of yourself instead of trying to get the better of someone else. We have one singular mission, being a better man today than we were yesterday. Now prepare to have your thoughts provoked, your ego challenged, and your character tested. It's time for being a better man. Here's your host and fellow man in the trenches, Alf Herigstad.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Being a Better Man. I am your host, Alf Herigstad, here to bring you more proof that you can be a better man today than you were yesterday. In today's episode, we're going to talk about having resolve to make a resolution which is something we must do if we decide to be a better man today than we were yesterday we have to resolve to do so we have to make the decision or resolution before we can implement it today's guest in my opinion is the epitome of resolution he is an IT guy from Michigan a husband and a father He's been a successful blogger since 2002, but what he has began most recently is what got my attention. What he's done is start a podcast. Not just any podcast. His podcast is the physical manifestation of the resolution he made and continues to make every day. His podcast is called The Fat Father Chronicles. I'll let him explain what he's up to in his own words. Allow me to introduce Jess... Parika, Jr. Welcome to the show, Jess. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. You betcha. Now, why don't you give us a rundown in your own words, sort of catch us up on where you came from and who you are and what you're doing. Sure. I'm a Midwest
1: boy, uh, born and raised here, uh, just a, a suburb of uh, Detroit, you know, Michigan. Uh, 37 years old, husband, father. Uh, got two very beautiful daughters, and, uh, you know, everything uh, revolves around me, you know, being uh, obese and uh, being a, if you want to call it, you know, some people call it morbid obese or super obese. I call it super obese just because, um, you know, I, I, I've got so much weight uh, to lose. Uh, I have been blogging, like you said, since 2002. Uh, blogging has been uh, my first outlet. However, I feel that, I speak, you know, or I can tell my stories better speaking them than I can writing them down. And uh, that's where just recently I decided to, you know, do the Fat Father Chronicles podcast and uh, put that out in the open and kind of go to a spot or a place where it um, was uncomfortable to me to really talk about, you know, issues that I have
0: going on. But I felt that it was important to, to move forward. I think it's so awesome what you're doing. It, it requires so much uh, courage for one thing. Um, what's the format of your podcast? People kind of understand what we're talking about.
1: Sure the the, the format is simple. For me, I, I basically want to take you know chronicles. I mean, that's the the premise of the title. Um, it's really stories of my life and being obese, uh, but it's. More, it's for those that are obese looking f- to relate to someone that can, you know, speak for them, but it's also for those that don't fill necessarily those shoes that. Uh, have a place to go, and can let's say they have a family member, let's say they have a friend, and they really don't know how to speak on their level, this maybe gives them the opportunity to really see what it's like
0: living in their friends' or family's, you know, shoes. That's really important because especially nowadays in America, everybody, every single human knows somebody who's in that boat. Absolutely. And you're also, uh, you've made a resolution to actually lose weight, and that's part of this podcast journey as well, right? That That is very correct. Back January 4th, I think
1: uh, I weighed in at 561 pounds starting this. And uh, I recently, in my first month, and this is me going to a, a strict, you know, no sugar, no grains type lifestyle. And uh, when I weighed in, you know, after my first month, in one month's time, I lost Uh, just under
0: 45 pounds. Wow, that is awesome. And so resolution, it's not a word that we use every day. But every time someone makes a decision to do something or not do something, they are resolving to do that. They're making a resolution. And everyone has heard of New Year's resolutions. The problem is most New Year's resolutions that I've witnessed last until sometime in February. You know, I might question if there was any true resolve in those cases, or if they're just talking about a good idea and calling it a resolution. But how do we make a resolution and have it stick? How do we train ourselves to actually be committed to a decision? If you can answer those questions and master this process, your life will be a much better place, and your decision to be a better man today will yield better results. So the example of resolution that you bring us today is about weight and health and things that I'm sure affect a huge number of you listening right now but listen up because these same principles apply to anything you want to change to any negative situation before change can occur a resolution must take place you know the dictionary says a resolution is a firm decision to do or not do something I think the key word there is firm has to be a firm decision, first of all. Absolutely. So, so Jess, let's start in the beginning. What, in your opinion, are the circumstances of your life or situations, etc., that led you to becoming the man you were prior to making your resolution?
1: Yeah, you know, always a good kid, always into, you know, sports. Uh, You know, I was very active as a kid. You know, and this is no knock and, and against my you know parents or anything like that, but uh, you know, dinner time at the table was was in, in my opinion, when when my brother and I were never shown, hey, you had your you had your one plate, walk away, attempted to get seconds or thirds, and we were still, you know, hungry. Then my parents thought, well, you know, don't take the food away, give them more food this progressed all through my childhood, uh, teenage years into my adult life. I think I say it in my podcast, I don't know what it's like to be full. You know, I never really, I never really grasped that concept of being full. You know, it's, it's, it's a hard thing for myself to deal with, but you know, I had stress in, in my life, even as a young kid. I had, you know, um, teenage years. I had, you know, deaths in the family that contributed to, I think, you know, me being, I take it as I'm an emotional eater. Um, you know, I get an emotional and instead of using that to fuel some, you know, a decision to make to move forward, I dwell on it. And I tend to, you know, overeat. You know, I had a, a problem, you know, where, you know, a few years back, uh, I was a very, very, you know, heavy binge eater. You know, I wouldn't eat breakfast. I wouldn't eat lunch. But when it came to dinner, I'd order a whole pizza and drink a, a whole two liter just to myself.
0: Yeah. Um, there's also the fact that a lot of different people, well, different people are different. And we have different genetics and met- metabolisms and whatnot. And like I... Never knew what it was like to be full either. I, mean, I ate my parents out of house and home. One time I ate 22 chickens. But I had a, I had a certain metabolism where I didn't put on weight. Whereas uh, other people in my family, was the opposite effect. And you're right, I know some young families right now that the kids are heavy just because the parents just keep feeding them. And, and I tried talking to them about it and they're like, but they're hungry and really yeah. really they're not a lot of it's just uh ignorance or a lack of nutritional training on the part of parents you know nobody sets out to make their their kids fat but it happens it's
1: definitely a train of the mind uh, you know i i i can say this you know i i wish that if i left food on the plate that my parent you know we were also told you know, make sure you you know, you got it. You're not done yet. You got to finish. You know what's on your plate. You, may, you know your plate's got to be you know cleaned off before you can leave the table. And I, I wish that those words were never put into my head. Um, yeah. Because even even now to this day, you know, going out to a restaurant, I I put together. Hey, I spent you know, and, I, and I'm just throwing it. In. You know, I spent fifteen dollars on this meal. I want to eat my full fifteen dollars. Where, let's say, I'm eating and I feel like I'm done, I have it's just trained in my brain that I have to finish what's on my plate.
0: Yeah, it's super common. I don't know if it's like this in every country, but for sure here in America, and culturally too, like down south is, you know, I think that's where the most obesity is in the, in the south of the country because of the, their culture around eating down there. So, so then you grew up, and here you are, you're weighing 500-plus pounds, Prior to making the resolution now finally to lose weight, what kind of things were going in your head? What was the conversation in your own mind that kept you where you were or kept you from making the decision to change?
1: You know, I've battled back and forth. I've lost a lot of weight, gained it back, lost a lot of weight, gained it back. But in in all those times, I don't think that, you know, where I am today, back then, I never, I never tried truly feared that i could die mm. i never truly truly feared that weight that my weight and what what i'm carrying was going to kill me and then i woke up i woke up one day and you know just recently uh, that changed you know you only get so you only get so many times you only get so many chances to go through something And, you know, I have this saying where, you know, if you knock on the devil's door long enough, pretty soon he's going to answer it. And I, I needed to make a change. I needed to find something within myself. I needed to find that one thing that has been breaking me from being able to sustain losing weight, sustain just me, what this show is all about, becoming a better man. You know, there's some things in my podcast where even my wife doesn't, you know, or did not know about. Right. Because I didn't necessarily share them with her. And, you know, I told her before this podcast was coming out, I said, there's going to be some things that, you know, I may discuss along the way that, that you, you know, may or may not like or agree with and, and. And she looked at me as a serious it could be and said, "This is about you and, and what you need to be able to get to where you need to, you, need, you need to go to get
0: to your resolution, so to speak. So basically, something happened that made you aware of your mortality and the relationship to your weight and it scared you. Very much so. very much so to the point that I, I, I needed resolve.
1: I needed something that I needed something that explained me. Nothing could explain me except for my frame and what the person seen walking, you know, down the street just looking at me. The first thing that comes to their mind is, wow, he's very obese. He's very huge. And then to me, what thoughts are going through that individual's mind? All they're thinking about is, wow, he must eat a lot. He must be lazy. He must be this and so on and so forth. That, that, that's, that's not me. And I had to. I felt like I had to find some sort of outlet that explains me and just exactly who I am.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of why I asked that question, like, what was going on in your head prior to making the decision to change? Because it's real easy for people to look at somebody and say, geez, why don't they do something about that? Then in their own life, if they go look in the mirror, they have something like that that they're not doing something about. You know, it's all the same, whether it's weight Gambling, drinking, you know, whatever it is It's easy to point the finger, but uh, we all need to look in the mirror Now, every every resolution has to have some method of accountability, I think, to be successful And by making this podcast, you've sort of created the ultimate accountability system Because you're just putting it out there in the world And you can't take your words back Every 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 episode that you do you know, you're cementing that in there, you're becoming accountable to your listeners and yourself the whole time. So I can only imagine some of the obstacles you've had to face to, that you've had to face and overcome to get this off the ground. Like you've talked about a couple of them, like just fear, maybe embarrassment. Um, Can you talk for a minute about what some of those obstacles were and how you overcame them? Sure. You know, my, you know, overcoming being able to
1: adapt and find a lifestyle cuz I don't necessarily believe in diets. I've done diets all my life and diets don't last. That's why they're called diets. You got to make some serious changes and that's why when you change your lifestyle and you get committed to something um, you know, that that's that's when change happens. And for me, you know, doing no sugar, no grains, you know, I found a lot I found out a lot about myself in doing that where, you know, I was finding out what sugar and grains actually does to my body, and my body doesn't agree with it. You know, fear. I fear leaving my family, you know, in a way that I would never want to leave them. And so soon, you know, I'm only 37 years old. Embarrassment, embarrassment with me is every day. And whether I show it on my face or, you know, through words or anything like that, uh, just going out to certain places and for myself, I mean think about it this way you know i'm I'm out in the environment with my family, and I'm supposed to be helping and and making sure that I have every eye on protecting you know my kids and my wife and there's sometimes where that focus goes off of them because I'm worried about myself. I have to overcome that and fix myself so that I am their ultimate protector, and that's another part of me wanting to be, you know, a better man and the fact that food always came as first, where I have a wife and I have two kids. They're first before anything. And and I know that. On the surface I know that. But when you're suffering with something that I've been going through all my life, you know, food was the ultimate choice. I mean, there's no way of hiding that. Th- that's why, you know, this podcast and me you know, discussing, you know, my issues and my struggles with obesity and where I am back then and where I am today is uh, is my focus, you know, going forward to, to get to where, you know, I don't know where I want to go. I don't know where I want to be as far as, you know, a number for weight. There is no number. To me, it's only getting myself healthy and getting myself in a, in a better place than where I was before.
0: Now, how many siblings did you have
1: I grew up with one sibling. I have an older brother who is uh, five years older than I am. And was he obese as well? Uh, growing up, not so much. I mean, if you classified him, and if he stepped on a scale right now, yeah, he would be in that uh, obese range, but he's nowhere near you know, where I am. Are your parents still living? Uh, my dad passed away in 2008 to uh, pancreatic cancer. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. That's yeah. a tough so that, one. Sorry that, about that that is a tough one. Um, you know, he actually passed with my hand, you know, on his chest when he took his last breath. So, you know, it is, a, I talk about that in my podcast. It's a very hard, hard thing for me. Um, and then my mom, my mom is still alive. You know, we, we, we were all a, a bigger family, so to speak, not like super obese or anything, but
0: everybody was heavy and overweight. Uh, how does your family respond to your new lifestyle? Your no sugar, no grains. I mean it's a pretty big cultural shift. I don't know that they 100% understand it. My, you know, obviously my
1: wife my wife is following her own uh journey. Um she's not, you know, on the no sugar, no grains. My kids, we try to implement different things and we've changed a lot of the behaviors because I don't want my kids to follow the same behavior as their father did, you know, growing up. So, you know, we're uh making sure that we change things you know for them uh my immediate family my mother she, my mom's my number one fan you know anything i do my mom's going to support and she's going to be there for me whether she understands it or not um my brother's given me some tough love along the way you know and i don't want to say well he doesn't have room to talk i mean he's just my brother and you know he's my older brother and he's going to give me that kick in the back so to
0: speak you know
1: how old are your daughters I have uh my daughter Shelby's 5 and my daughter Olivia's 2.
0: Okay, they're they're still pretty young now. For me, when I hear stories like this, I I'm always looking ahead and I'm thinking about like your daughters being adults themselves and still having a dad. <laughs> it's a pretty big deal.
1: It does mean a lot to me. It the, means a lot. Not know. only
0: will they still have a dad, but they'll they'll be so proud of you because they'll have been there through most of your uh, transformation and, and efforts. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I I want to
1: take that a little bit farther off because for me, I this is very important for me to do this, to show my daughters so that when they go looking for the man of their lives, that they're finding someone that worked just as hard as I did for something that they wanted.
0: That's exactly and that right. I wa-
1: and And I wanted it for them. I wanted to do this for them, and I want to make sure that they remember that, and when they are you know searching for you know who they want to spend the rest of their lives with, that they find some of that same behavior in that individual.
0: Yeah, you've got a, a lot of good stuff to look forward to uh, in my own life. I had three kids, divorced their mom, and wound up with custody of them, raising them by myself you know, with my parents' help and stuff, but it wasn't until they grew up and they were able to understand some of the things I went through and some of the efforts I did and and then as an adult say, wow, Dad, thanks. Thanks for doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a real re- rewarding thing, kind of what life's all about, really.
1: Yeah, and I very much agree with that.
0: Yeah, well, we've heard about, you know, some of the hard stuff and I, I think we can all kind of relate to that and understand it. I really encourage people to go and listen to your podcast because then you can hear firsthand. And like I said, all of us know somebody who is obese or who is struggling with decisions like this. And it will give us an insight into their world and bridge that gap of relatedness between these people in our lives that we love. What are some of the victories uh, that you're experiencing now? It's, your podcast is still pretty young. But you've got to be hitting some high spots.
1: Yeah. You know, the podcast is young. The podcast just took a turn for me. That overwhelmed me, um, you know, getting into the new and noteworthy section. You know, there's something I, I didn't expect that. I, I honestly did not expect the o- overwhelmed response to my podcast. You know, I have a lot of friends and everything in the weight loss and everything community. But I'm touching people that, and strangers, I'm touching people that I've never even met or spoke with that are listening to my podcast and getting emails or getting reviews saying, oh my God, Jess, you know, thank you so much for doing this. That means the world to me. You know, my other victories are me just staying, you know, true and content with my program, my no sugar, no grains and dropping the 45 pounds. Uh, I have more energy. I'm noticing changes, you know, in in my body, myself. Real good victory for myself is I, I just went to the doctor and had all my blood work done and she looked at me and she said, wow, for you being as big as you are, your numbers are fantastic. You just got to lose the weight.
0: <laughs> and for awesome.
1: me, yeah, no, it's really awesome. Because for me, that's like, if I don't do this now, I could go back the next time and have that blood drawn. And it's not, I'm not going to get that same type of result. So you know, these are the things where I got to take those as positive steps going forward and look at that and saying, I'm getting some extra chances here. I'm getting... You know, I'm getting these
0: opportunities
1: to make a change, and I, I, I want to hit a home
0: run with it. Yeah, and like here at, on the Being a Better Man uh, podcast, I talk about it's a decision we have to do every day. You can't just decide, I'm going to be a better man. You have to be a better man today than you were yesterday and then do that every single day. Same with you. I mean, you can wake up tomorrow and just decide, yeah, you know, I don't want to do this anymore and then where would you be you have to recommit yourself every single day over and over again until the the recommitment to it daily becomes a habit itself well i live by my motto i've put this in my intro and i've put
1: it on a t-shirt you know i'm you know stop making life your excuse make life your reason and that really hits home with me now i'm starting to really understand when that came You know, I made that quote. I didn't find it anywhere else. I made that. Not until, you know, I had it for a while, but not until just recently did I really believe in that quote. And now that I believe in it, I'm running with it. That is is a true interpretation of, you know, of me is stop making life. Life is going to happen no matter, you know, where you turn. Uh, your car's going to break down. Um, you're not going to have, you know, enough money in the bank, you know, this month to pay a bill, you know, those types of things are all part of life. And I let those, I let those derail me in my goals and accomplishments. Now I'm at a point where I can put that on hold and figure out how to fix those things, but I have to fix myself. And that's where I didn't really take life as important as I do now. So life is no longer the excuse for me. Life is the reason. It's the reason for me to wanna to live. It's the reason for I wanna be here. I wanna live. Everyone breathes on
0: this planet, but does everybody get to live? That's a great it's a great quote. I really I really get behind that quote a hundred percent. A quote I really like is uh I've said it before on the on the program, but from Braveheart, all men die, but not all men truly live. Absolutely. And Jess, you are a better man today than you were yesterday. Thank you. It's a good feeling, isn't it? It's very it's a very good feeling. Now, speaking to the men listening, what elements do you feel are required to make a life changing resolution, regardless of what that resolution is? Like is there a, a formula like with certain ingredients that must be in place? To speak on that, I can't one hundred percent say that I've
1: found I've found that yet. But what I will say is this, you have to, believing in yourself takes care of a lot of things. If you don't believe that you can become a better man, if you don't believe that you can lose weight, you gotta dream about this stuff. I don't, I don't have to go to sleep to dream. I have to believe and I have to paint a picture in my mind of where I'm gonna get to. And those are things that I think individuals in certain circumstances need to understand. You got to believe in yourself because if if you don't believe in yourself that you're going to get to where you need to go to, you're you're failing right then and there. Right at the very start
0: of the situation. And before you begin, you've already failed because you don't believe it. You don't believe it. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And it's beautiful in its simplicity. You have to believe a thing in order to do it. I'm in this mold right now
1: where so many things that have broken me before and have you know, halted my success, I'm learning to throw that all away to dwell on the past is no longer I'm looking at I'm looking at the moment and I'm looking at going forward. I'm looking at the things that I can change right here and right now that's going to
0: get me to, you know, ultimately where I want to go going forward. For me, to make a resolution, I, I have to have certain things like a goal, like you said. You have to kind of visualize what you're trying to accomplish. And a system of accountability, I think, is important. Even if you're all by yourself, you have to develop accountability to yourself. Personal accountability is huge because it's so easy to lie to yourself. No, I've and, done it. I've done that so many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and that's one thing I really try to encourage guys to do when they look in the mirror and just be honest with yourself totally 100% honest it's not easy it's not it's not even natural sometimes we like to believe the best things about ourselves but being objective is so important and something really worthy of trying to do there also has to be a consequence if you fail like for you your consequence would be dying that's uh, like yeah. that's the ultimate consequence for some guys like uh their consequence might be losing their family, getting divorced, or losing their job, or whatever. So You got to have a goal. You got to be accountable. You have to understand the consequence, and really, failure can't even be an option. No,
1: and and that's thank you for saying that because that's where I am right now. You know, I don't have any more options, but to but to succeed in this, and I'm going to have some bumps, you know, along the way, but I'm not going to let those those are just going to be bumps they're not going to be hills they're not going to be you know mountains that i'm going to have to where you know climbing those i'm going to just give up i'm not giving up anymore and i think that's you know don't give up i guess to answer your question for me for is to believe in yourself and don't give up just don't give up no matter how hard no matter how hard today is don't give up you know when i think about it if i give up I don't just give up on me. I give up on my two beautiful girls. I give up on my wife. I give up on life, and that brings me back to my quote. I give up, I give up on life. It took me a long time to really figure that out, and, and now that I have, I'm so so much more open to more possibilities than I ever was before, and I'm thankful for that.
0: Now, the the majority of people on the planet have something They're unhappy with something they would like to change about themselves, and most of these people are aware of what the problem is and what they need to do to correct it to be a better man. But something is holding them back, keeping them from pulling the trigger. What would you say to these people to inspire them to? Stop procrastinating today and finally make that resolution. I think it, you know,
1: coincides with what we were just talking about, you know, is really believing in your mission, believing in, you got to make opportunity. You got to make, you know, I I, I use the baseball analogy, go and get the ball. Don't let it come to you. You know, you got to go and get it. You got to be true to yourself. You got to make yourself accountable. And I think that's why I did this podcast, you know. I had my blog and I posted a lot of stuff on my blog, uh, but most it I could I could lie on my blog. I guess I could say. I couldn't always I I didn't always have to tell the truth on my blog. When I started this podcast, I said to myself, "No holes barred. I'm coming out swinging, and there's no nothing is off limits. I'm gonna shock people. I may disgust some people with some of the things I say, but if I'm not true and
0: honest with it. Then it's not going to work, and just be true and honest with yourself and 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 I, I think about about it a lot, just the people that are right on the edge of making that decision and that moment where they decide to do something i mean it's a it's a real critical moment in life, and that's why I talk about going and looking in the mirror I mean just standing up is an activity that begins something, and activity begets more activity momentum and you have to begin. You have to begin. You have to begin, and and and
1: in my certain circumstance, you have to begin with the mindset that there is no end, though. Um, like you said about diets,
0: they're 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 temporary. <laughs> That's yes. why they don't work.
1: That's why they don't work. They're,
0: they're not a lifestyle. No, you got to change. You got to yep. change. You,
1: diet doesn't change you. A diet last for so long and then you're looking for the
0: next diet to make up for the one that failed on you. Well Jess, if people would like to reach out and contact you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh you can reach out to me. My you know I give my personal email address out in
1: every uh episode of my podcast. It's Jess at twobig.net and that's spelled T-O-O-B-I-G dot n-e-t. You can visit my website at twobig.net. Or you can search in iTunes for the Fat Father Chronicles
0: podcast and you can find me there as well. Well we're about out of time, but thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your story. You are truly an inspiration to me, and I know you will be for tons of guys in the audience as well. Alf, I appreciate everything, you know, finding your podcast as well. And
1: I said finding your podcast. Your podcast actually found me. You know, for that I'm thankful and you know, there's, there's a reason why things happen, and for you and I to connect, you know, there was a reason for that to happen, and for that, I, I appreciate it, and I thank you.
0: Well, you, you're you very welcome, and uh, I'm, I'm just really happy that your podcast is, is in the universe. I really think it's going to help people, and one thing I always say is what one man can do, another can do, and Jess is doing it, and so can you. So make sure you head over to his podcast, The Fat Father Chronicles, and check it out. And there'll be links to his show and everything in in the show notes of this episode. But just thanks again, Jess, for coming on. You're very welcome. Thank you. Okay. I I appreciate it, buddy. Well have a great day and I'll talk to you later. Thank you, sir. So that was my conversation with Jess Perica, host of the Fat Father Chronicles. Wow, what a guy. And what a brave thing he's doing. Hey, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it, and they clearly aren't. I'm really proud of Jess. You know, he caught this just in time. He's making a difference in his life and his family's life. His podcast has been doing really great since we recorded this episode, and I believe he's also making a difference in the lives of his listeners. You really should check out his podcast. It's Fat Father Chronicles. And there will be links to it in the show notes of this episode over on my website. And it all started with a resolution. Before it was a resolution, it was just an idea. I encourage everyone listening to turn your ideas into resolutions. Make something positive happen. And speaking of making something positive happen, I have a favor to ask you. If you like this podcast, if you think it has value... It is very helpful to my ratings and therefore my exposure if you subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes. It's hard to rate and review from a cell phone, but you can subscribe from anywhere, I believe, and it really does help. The other thing I would ask you to do, the most important thing, if you think this podcast has value, then think of one person you know that could benefit from it and tell them about it. Send them a link or share it on social media. Spread the word. Thank you in advance, guys, for taking the time to do those things. I really appreciate it. Well, that's it for today. Now go out into the world, turn your ideas into resolutions, and be a better man today than you were yesterday. This is Alf Herigstad, signing out.